The Bazaar is a podcast that deals with mature subject matter that some listeners may find offensive or upsetting. The Bazaar is not recommended for any listeners under 18 years of age. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome to The Bazaar. I don't understand why Zoom isn't more intuitive on something that isn't a laptop, but you know. I, I don't know. Uh, I am sick, Morgan is tired, and we're in a lockdown. That's... Happy Friday! <laughs> in case anyone is wondering why there wasn't an episode last week, my laptop decided to take a bath with me. Um... <laughs> How... Leia, no! <laughs> oh my god, my dog just attacked me viciously. And by viciously, I just mean she just tried to, she just jumped through the air like an actual goat into my lap. What the hell? No. Absolutely not. You were saying your computer took a bath with you. Wow, we are so dysfunctional. I mean, like, we're usually dysfunctional, but, like, this is, like, next-level dysfunctional. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how to explain what happened, other than um, it was sitting on the, like, board. And by board, I mean board. Like, it's a wooden board that fits across my uh, bathtub that I put stuff on. Yes, yes, yes. Um, It's not, like, one of those fancy, like, made-for-a-bathtub things. It is fully just a wooden board that I found... Um, that was being thrown out that just so happened to be the right size to fit over my bathtub. Point being, um, <laughs> great, great idea. I mean, obviously, prior to the misfortune, yeah. um, Hades was also sitting on this board. Um, and I, the mistake that I made was that I went to go push it backwards so I could get out of the tub. And instead of pushing it backwards, I pushed it like sideways so the wood fell in. And so did Hades, and so did my laptop. <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't get, like, electrocuted. I don't know if that's possible, but that's the first thing I would think of. It wasn't connected to the wall, so ah. I think that's, yeah, it wasn't charging. Which, honestly, thank God. And this just made me realize that I should never charge my laptop while also using it in the bath. <laughs> Please never do that. Um, glad to hear you're okay. Uh, rest in peace to your laptop. <laughs> very like it wasn't there wasn't someone was like oh did you try putting it in rice and i was like mm. <laughs> I don't there's think like at this point there were already two keys missing so like the, the the places the water could get into my laptop were more than usual <laughs> your laptop sunk just like the titanic that shit went mm. down that shit went <laughs> down real fast and, like, I didn't even move to save it. Like, I just watched it happen, and I just kind of sat there being like, oh. Like, it was one of those situations where, like, you just immediately accept your fate. Like, Let's I didn't even, not like... not even talk about true crime. Let's just talk about, like, the, just the acceptance of our shitty situation being in Toronto in the middle of a second lockdown. Because people yeah. are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not drinking a beer for those wondering what that glugging sound is. It's truly a, like seltzer water glug 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 <laughs> it is a uh it is a blue menu lemon sparkling water that's where we're at Ooh, 
fancy. I'm just I'm just trying to hydrate so I don't end up like coughing a lung up in the middle of this episode. You know that's fair. I started I coughing during office hours today when talking to I I teach when talking to a student and um I I probably sounded like I was dying. Uh I know mm-hmm. I looked like I was dying. No. <laughs> I can't see you anymore. Oh, hold on. Which is weird. Zooming on an iPad though is very strange. Oh. It yeah, I'm trying to I don't know if there's a way. Hold on. I don't know if there's a way for me to do this where I can look at what I'm reading and also you can see me because I can see you. That's all but. that matters then. <laughs> <laughs> you can funny. keep it's okay. I don't mind talking to your name. I I can live with it as long as you're able to see what you have to read. Yeah. I can live with this. Yeah, because I don't think there's a way for me to do it otherwise. <laughs> okay. I am gonna I am gonna hide myself view, but I, I normally hide myself view because I, I find it weird to like watch myself talk to other people. I don't know mm. if anyone else has that problem. Feel free to let us know. Sound off. Mm. <laughs> anybody else has this like issue. Um, um yeah, geez. Oh, my god. It's what what month? It's no it's no end of November. Mm-hmm. I I'm so I'm so done. She's trying it again, ladies and gentlemen, to climb in my lap. It's seven minutes into the episode. She's trying. Please stop pawing me like an angry little raccoon, Leia. Please. It makes me really sad to look down and see your goblin face. I don't know. I don't, oh, no. I don't know if you can see her, Morgan. Oh, my God. Like, look at that. Oh. <laughs> She's like, please? Can I just... Leia, every time I try to let you up on me, you try to eat the microphone, and that can't happen because this microphone is worth as, as almost as much as you, probably. Oh my gosh! Just a little trash panda tonight. I can't even. I um, love that. Oh my god! Literally, like I feel like I'm gonna have to carry her around in one of those like baby slings because she's just been like fighting to get super close to me at all times today. She's very needy today. Stop. Aww. You're going to ruin my very expensive sweater. And by very expensive, it's $20 in a sales section. Stop. Honestly, I feel very needy today, so I get that. Yeah, you and Leia are both. <laughs> You're yeah. trying to metaphorically jump into my arms, and Leia's mm-hmm. physically there. Yeah. Uh, that's good. No, I feel loved. Um, that's important. <laughs> of course. Um, oh, uh, a mandatory shout-out to someone uh, today because... Um, oh, uh, as as I said, my laptop took a bath. Um, but as of today, um, Alicia and I's good friend Amanda. Amanda, <laughs> Amanda Lynn, if you are listening to this episode, we love you so very she much. She is. She was getting rid of her old laptop for free, and I told her. I specifically told her if you would like, um, I can shower you in free Lush product. Um, which she said <laughs> I would love that. So I think that's what's going to happen. Nice. Um, <laughs> good trade. Good trade. I'm talking yeah. to her later tonight, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let her know. We're gonna give her a shout out. Perfect. Well, she because that's what she commented on the post. She said, "All I need is a shout out." <laughs> uh, oh, love it, love it. So, uh... <laughs> we should just make this episode about Amanda. We should have just like pulled up her. <laughs> Does oh Amanda God. have a website or like a LinkedIn or something? Probably we pulled it up and like read off her like theater creds, <laughs> um, her resume. <laughs> Amazing. All I know is I'm getting I'm getting a laptop so I could at least I can at least zoom 
Um, like Alicia said, Toronto is in lockdown again, which means that I am most likely spending Christmas by myself. Hey, and uh, the, thought of, <laughs> yeah, the thought of having to sit in my apartment alone on Christmas and not have any way of communicating with anyone aside from a cracked phone screen. Uh, um, that's, that's no bueno, my friend. That is no. Like, stop it. No. No. Go play it. You have like 18 million toys. Go on. You're so spoiled. It's like, but you're my favorite. <laughs> I am literally her favorite thing, and it's it's both endearing and irritating. She is a stage five clinger. Leia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Morgan, what do you have for us this week? Oh, by the way, I totally thought it was my week to go. I was yeah. in internal, I was in, sorry, not an internal panic. It was fully external panic, but I was like, shit, I haven't written anything for the episode this week. I'm screwed. And then you messaged me like an angel and you're like, nah, Alicia, it's, it's my go. And yeah. I've never felt happier. And I need you to know how much power that took in my own being as I am uh, struggling to, like, I was like, how, how am I supposed to type up an entire episode on an iPad? You should have um, just let me do it. You should have <laughs> just been like, Alicia, you're right. It is you, you. You texted me and said that. And I was like, do I? No, I can't. <laughs> do I tell her? You should have just been like, you're right, Alicia. It is your turn. You are so you right. Are correct. I think it would have been my turn if we had an episode last week. I think that's what it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Had my, um, had my computer not decided it wanted uh, a spa day then. You know what? We all need one. <laughs> oh my God. Don't we? Uh, um, all right. So anyway, um, I decided today, Oh, there we go. Um, I decided today to take us into, um, uh, take us, I haven't done like just like a full back to basics murder story in a minute. I never thought anyone would ever say back to basics murder story, but here we are. Yeah. Um, well, you know, like we did, <laughs> like I did like that cannibal story. And then before that, it was like a Halloween thing with the ghost ships. And I, I feel like it's been true. a while since since I got back to my roots. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Good just... old fashioned murder, everybody. Yeah. Um, and I decided that a great way of getting back to my roots into just the like most basic, not basic, this isn't basic, this is really <laughs> fucking weird. Um, but um, I thought let's do another, let's do another homegrown Canadian, a good CanCon murder. <laughs> good CanCon, up here in Canada, we have murders too. That's uh, yeah, we do. Um, not know. only just murders but a murder um a murderous filmmaker what a murderous filmmaker i don't know if i've heard of this morgan i mean when you put it that way i don't i don't know if i have so i'm I'm gonna you know what's you know what's weird i don't think i don't think i'd heard of this and And like that's, that's shocking for neither of us to have heard of this before because this is pretty much all you and i enjoy yeah theater obviously but yeah this is one of the big interests oh and now my dog is throwing around a bone fantastic anything else <laughs> do you want to take out like a like a jackhammer Leia? no cool. <laughs> sorry morgan please continue um so today i want to talk about a man by the name of mark andrew twitchell <gasps> oh wait <laughs> twitchell ah 
for those um, who can't see my he's... face right now, I'm smacking my own forehead. I know that name. He's also he's also more commonly known as the um the Dexter killer. Uh yes, okay. I'm in it. Yeah. I'm in it to win it. I know what you're mm-hmm. talking about now. Fan. Didn't yeah. <laughs> All right. So um Mark Twitch uh Twitchell was born on July fourth, uh nineteen seventy-nine. Oh wow. He was born in um Edmonton, Alberta, which I don't have much to say about Edmonton, Alberta, I'm going to be honest. People it's... in Edmonton don't have much to say about Edmonton, so that's <laughs> fair. There's not much going on. It's uh, It's got a big mall. Oh, that is true, actually. Good, good on Edmonton for having a big mall. Mm-hmm. Weather um... shit there. That's, that's been... <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I've met anyone from Edmonton that's been like, ah, yes, Edmonton. The yeah. place I want to be. <laughs> oh, maybe like lumberjacks or like I've never actually been to Edmonton, so I don't even know what it looks. I don't like. uh, oil people like people. Yeah, I was about to say who I lather think... themselves in oil. I mean, like people who are in the oil industry. Oil people. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to quote me. Oil people enjoy Edmonton, you know, Alberta. <laughs> you know the oil people. Um, Woohoo! So clearly. This man had a lot going for him growing up in Edmonton, Alberta. Um, For those of you who don't know uh, where Alberta is in Canada, it's like the west of Canada. So it's it's, uh, within the prairies, which is basically the Midwest of Canada. It's the, uh, the like, the country of Canada, if you will. The... um, the south of Canada, <laughs> and I don't mean that directionally it's, wise. It's I mean the that, hick like, town of Canada. Wise. That's yeah. what Morgan's trying to say without saying it. So I'm yes, <laughs> it's the hick town of Canada. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah, <laughs> it's where you got your farmers and your People your who enjoy uh, rifles. Yes. Um. All right. Anyway. <laughs> uh. So Mark Twitchwell, born 1979 in Edmonton, Alberta. He was a, uh, is, he's not dead, um, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> is a Canadian filmmaker, an artist, and a um, convicted felon. <laughs> hey, everyone's got to have a side gig. Yeah. Um, so he uh, dreamt of making blockbuster films, and specifically, Twitchwell uh, had a um, large... I no, that wasn't what I was trying to say. I was almost gonna say uh, had a large everyone fill in the blank. Uh, had a large <laughs> ego. Yes, ego definitely. Um, no, he was a big fan of Star Wars. Let's say that. Oh no. Um, one of our he, uh, yeah. Um, so apparently, um, a friend of his who is no longer a friend of his and like uh hasn't been for quite a while um, we'll do that to people yeah well this was actually before apparently this man stopped being friends with him because he found out that mark was um selling what he claimed to be original concept art from star wars a new hope um and it was fake so that was apparently why the friend stopped being friends with him just because he was selling Stolen goods. Stolen goods. Not even stolen goods, just fake goods. (laughs) 
Um, but uh, Twitchell was so enamored by Star Wars that he actually directed um, a full-length fan film prequel called Star Wars Secrets of the Rebellion, which That is was... the most embarrassing credit anyone could ever <laughs> give themselves on, like, a film resume. That is yeah. embarrassing. Um, so it was supposed to be... It was uh, He um, directed this in 2007. It was a full-length film, fan film. It was set a few days prior to the original film, A New Hope, and Secrets of the Rebellion actually included a cameo by Jeremy Bullock, who, if you don't know, is the British actor who plays Boba Fett in Star Wars. What the? What? Was he somehow this man. 2007, and he was like, I you guess. know what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got. Yeah. So uh, the film is. Uh, it was in post production and it never saw release. He oh, thank uh, God for that. Yeah. <laughs> um. He then also scripted a movie called Day Players, which was supposed to be like a buddy comedy. Um. That also never saw the light of the day. And in September two thousand eight, he shot a short horror film entitled House of Cards. <laughs> which is Kevin Spacey involved in that as well. No. <laughs> Thank God. Um, what more can that man do wrong? <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a horror film called House of Cards. At a he filmed this at a garage that he rented out in South in the South End of Edmonton. Um, oh God, terrifying. I don't like the way this is going. You know, <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, uh, hold on, sorry. Oh god, my iPad is. Hold on. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't mind me. It's okay. I just got an email as you were finishing <laughs> with that. Perfect. Put my um, phone on silent now. So, um, along with obviously, along with um, Star Wars, obviously, uh, Twitchell was. Um, why, why are words escaping me? Um, he was also very enamored by uh, Dexter, the TV show. Um, specifically, the character Dexter Morgan, which, if you don't know anything about Dexter, I know bare minimum about Dexter because I've never seen it, um, but it's about a man who lives a normal life and murders people. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> It seems like everyone has a dual identity now, and I'm jealous because I don't have one. <laughs> I'm just straight up this all the time. <laughs> this is this is the best. This is all anyone's ever gonna get. This is as good as it gets all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm consistently um, just this. So um, let's uh, take a step back from. Um, all right so we're gonna take a step back from mark for a second and we are going to um go a little bit forward um to the 10th of october 2008 this is where we meet um johnny at Al altinger altinger yeah johnny altinger sounds like <laughs> he a is name, but i'll take it yeah uh it sounds like someone who's like a like a, he sounds like he should be on like friday night lights like he's the like quarterback yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Like he's the quarterback, his dad's the coach, coach Altinger. Oh, yeah, I know that makes sense. That's a good call. Yeah. That's a good call. <laughs> Thank you. So um, he had told his friends that he was going to meet a woman named Jen, who he had been chatting with online on the dating site, Plenty of Fish. Um, for those of you who might be too young to know this, before there was Tinder and Hinge, there were online dating websites that I can't imagine that many people used. I mean, dating I has only now become like. Is Plenty of Fish still around? They are like plenty of. I actually saw an ad for uh, eHarmony <laughs> yesterday. Know like they're still around but like i think i shouldn't say no a lot of people did still use these online dating sites but they were very taboo like it wasn't normal right. to go to a dating website to look for love yeah yeah that would have made you like lonely and desperate like back back in yeah the day. Exactly. not that that's the case yeah. no now it's literally the only way people meet each other that is absolutely true but back in the day, it used to be like, a, oh, you can't meet someone in real life, so you have to do it online. yippity eggs. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, they met on, uh, this woman named Jen met on Plenty of Fish. Within days, so he went to go meet her, and then within days, his friends started to receive bizarre emails from him in which he explained that he had met the woman uh, named Jen and was madly in love with her. She was taking him on a vacation to Costa Rica. Um, and understandably, Altinger's friends were confused and found this extremely weird. Uh, yeah, those according are good to them, friends. those are some good friends mm -hmm. to be worried. Mm -hmm. Um, according to them, it wasn't like him at all to just run away with a woman he had only known for a brief period of time. So, the next reasonable step, his friends broke into his house. <laughs> Morgan, you have to promise me if I ever go missing that you'll break into my apartment. You have to promise. Um, right now. I'll promise try. Uh, I promise I will try. Thank you. That's all I <laughs> I can't. Listen, I will try my best to break into your apartment. I can't say that it'll be successful. <laughs> That's true. As long as you try. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah, his friends break into his house. And they discover that his um, his passport is still there. So how did he travel to Costa Rica with this woman without a passport? That ain't good. Yeah. So the person that Altinger had been speaking to online wasn't a woman at all, but can we guess who it might have been? Oh my god, I don't know, maybe Mark? <laughs> It was Mark. <laughs> oh my gosh. Someone get me an investigative job. <laughs> um, investigative journalist, Alicia Greck. <laughs> Listen, I'm ready to add it to my several hundred titles. <laughs> PhD. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast but it's not PhD, like... investigative journalist. <laughs> but none of these three things are at all no. <laughs> connected. No, they're all separate Does... career. Yeah, they're all yeah. separate. Does she have... Does she have a PhD in podcasting? No. no. In investigative journalism? No. Absolutely not. It's in theater. <laughs> Which is kind of both, honestly. Honestly, yeah. It, it could be loosely argued that they're all the same shit. <laughs> so, um, 
uh, back to this missing man. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, sorry. Back to the victim um, of the story. So we find out that the this woman named Jen isn't a woman named Jen at all, but a man named Mark, uh, who had recently, um, as we're coming back to it, shot a short film with several of his friends. The storyline of his film, which was titled House of Cards, followed a man who was lured from an internet dating website to a garage where a killer was lying in wait. Once inside the garage, the unsuspecting victim was attacked by a sadistic killer that binds him to a table and murders him with a butcher knife. Yeah. So as it want to take creative liberties with the plot line at all. So no, he's just going to go for it. Um, So his film was basically a practice run for the real murder of Johnny Altinger as the victim and Mark Titchwell as the killer. As a matter of fact, just the week before uh, Twitchell, I have said his last name different every single time I've said it, and I apologize. You know what? We'll just leave him as Marky Mark. It's all good. Marky Mark. Marky Mark. (laughs) Um, Mark had lured another man into the garage by pretending to be a woman. This intended victim was Giles Tetralk, and when he arrived at the garage... Mark came at him with a stun baton. Thankfully, um, Giles fought back and managed to escape. Giles later explained that he didn't go to the police after the attack because Mark had threatened to kill him if he did. Also, I can only imagine that, like, it's possible that maybe he felt a little bit ashamed and then he was like, so I met this guy, or I met this girl online, and then I got catfished and almost murdered. <laughs> I, I would feel... So, so yeah. embarrassed. I would feel so Yeah. <laughs> um, so when Altinger arrived at the address provided by quote-unquote Jen, um, he received a text message telling him to come into the garage where she would be waiting. It was the very same garage that Mark had rented for the movie that he had shot weeks earlier in South Edmonton. It was set up like a kill room, much like a scene from the TV series Dexter which just so happened to be Mark's favorite TV show. Um, (laughs) In the center of the garage was a heavy metal table, the size of a pool table. Um, I I realize when they say heavy metal, they mean like it's just a table made out of heavy metal. Oh no, I went straight to rock band. (laughs) Yeah, that's my, like it just has like ACDC scrawled across it. (laughs) (laughs) They're just standing in there. Hey dude, what's up? Oh man, um... God, I wish that would be so that would make this so much more enjoyable and not at all terrifying. Um, right? <laughs> but um, so yeah, heavy metal table. The table was covered and surrounded by plastic sheets to catch blood spatter, just like in Dexter. Um, once Altinger was inside, Mark ambushed him with a butcher knife and a heavy pipe. Um, he bludgeoned him with a pipe with the pipe and then stabbed him to death. Mark then dismembered him. <laughs> I'm sorry, you just took a drink as soon as I said that. <laughs> I don't feel good. Your face. I don't, I don't feel good. I don't feel so um, good right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, he, uh, so he dismembered him and then attempted to burn his remains. When this was unsuccessful, he dumped his limbs and organs into a sewer. 
I don't, what was unsuccessful about burning his remains? Like, what went wrong? Was he just not did flammable? He, like, did he just not? Did he just, like, I'm imagining that, like, did Mark just think that all he had to do was, like, take a lighter to it and, like, they would burn up? Like, did he not realize that he would have to, like, start a fire first? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. That's what I thought you only had to do. But, like, <laughs> murder is clearly not my forte. <laughs> Like, I'm sure it would get to that point because you put anything over an open... But, like, I can't imagine that, like... Like, that's not flammable enough to just catch a flame right away, I guess. Uh, Someone let us know. Has anyone set anyone else on fire before? (laughs) Yeah. How long does it take? How flammable is the average human organ? (laughs) Um, so, well, I guess that it it depends on how much gas is in their stomach, am I right? Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ, Morgan. (laughs) sorry um anyway uh so um he yeah he dumps them into a sewer and after the murder he sits down at his laptop and started to write a new story the beginning of this document later found on his laptop reads this story is based on true events the names and events were altered slightly to protect the guilty this is the story of my progression into becoming a serial killer. Terrifying. I just men scare me. I, I yeah. I'm I'm just gonna say, I'm I'm currently this is like I'm currently dating a man, but let me just tell you, men are are what specifically <laughs> film. This is like the ultimate like terrifying film, bro. No, you know? this is the ultimate. This is the ultimate terrifying arts man. I'm not even just gonna narrow that shit down to film. This is any man, any straight. I- I'm assuming Mark Twitchell is white. Yes. Okay. So this is <laughs> any straight white man in the arts, right here. This is the ultimate. Yeah. This is what we all fear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Being murdered for his art. <laughs> oh my god. So um. Uh, where was I oh cool so uh after this mark was easily tracked down um before he was murdered uh or before sorry the day that he disappeared Altinger had sent an email to his friends with directions to Jen's house which apparently were the same the direction I don't I don't know they were apparently just Mark's house, which is kind of dumb on his part, but whatever. Could he not, yeah, like, he already came up with a bat cave. Could he not just, like... I have no idea. So, Mark was quickly... Yeah. Um, Mark was quickly apprehended and interrogated. He told authorities that he had no idea who Jen or Altinger were. However, when authorities confiscated and searched his laptop, what they found was extremely disturbing. So, they discovered the dark and violent story that Twitchwell had started to write following the murder of um, Altinger, it was evident that the story was very much fact as opposed to fiction. And in the story, Mark wrote in detail about the slaying of Johnny Altinger and alluded to the fact that he was planning on killing a new victim each Friday. Um, this, <laughs> this next part is really fucking gross, so please... Don't listen if you get squeamish, but... Okay, I'm um, not gonna take a drink of my soda water yet. Yeah. He gruesomely describes how he played with Johnny Altinger's severed head, saying, 
I grabbed his jaw with my gloved hand and moved it while making a funny voice to make it look like it was talking. <laughs> I'm so disgusted. I don't know if anyone can yeah. hear me gagging. Um, and then he said, he says, and chuckled to myself at the total silliness of it all. Oh, so silly. Oh, it's just so, so silly. It's a human puppet head. It's so oh funny. My. This is what I'm talking about. Straight, straight yeah. white men in the arts are terrifying. Yeah. Anyone can fight me on this. <laughs> Y'all think playing fucking Hamlet with a real human skull is funny? <laughs> yeah. This they guy had some like weird, like... performance art. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, he had some repressed issues with never being the male lead. That's what this guy had an issue exactly, about. Yeah. His, hey, his Star Wars film never got made. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. <laughs> so, um... A search of Mark Titchwell's car turned up Johnny Altair's DNA, as well as a yellow sticky note that reminded him to clean up the kill room and then go and have sex with a woman who wasn't his wife. Oh, yeah, by the way, um, Mark, what? Was, Mark uh, was married this whole time. <laughs> I forgot about Love that. Love how his wife is just a side character in this story yeah. you're telling, Morgan. Um, right. Yeah, I forgot about that. They actually met, I think, on a dating website. Well, so that's terrifying. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, they also discovered a novel about Dexter, the fictional character who became a basis for a TV show depicting a man who was um, a Miami forensic analysis by day and a serial killer by night. Oh, that's what he was. Uh. Wow, people who watch Dexter are gonna get so mad at me. They're gonna be like, I know, "How did you not know?" I've never, <laughs> I've never even had. Everyone keeps recommending that show to me. It's. Have you ever had that where everyone just recommends a certain show and you're just like, "I just I don't. I'm not interested because everyone's like, you should watch this." Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "Leisha, you would like this. You would like Dexter." What makes everyone think that I would love to watch a white man running around killing other serial killers than going to a day job? Like, I'm not interested. No offense. Also, everyone needs to stop recommending the TV show Lost to me. I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> I'm telling you all right now. I'm never going to watch Dexter. I'm never going to watch Lost. I'll save you all the time. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome, Morgan. You know, I will say I had Lost... Re- that's fair. Lost is out of left field, but um, I will. I'll play devil's advocate for the fact that you do have a murder podcast, so it doesn't seem too far fetched. <laughs> it's it's all. Be- Sometimes it's uh, whenever I I come across someone who's like a mutual friend and not really like a close friend, I think they assume that the only thing I can talk about is true crime. <laughs> so like, like yeah, you you like murder, right? Do you want to work it? Check out this murder show. And I'm like, I have, guys, I have a life. I mean, yeah. Also, I don't like murder. I just. <laughs> I'm not interested in murder. Yeah, it's just fascinating. It's not a, it's not a like. <laughs> Come on, guys. Don't make it weird. <laughs> don't make it weird. weird. <laughs> so when I talk about people murdering other people on the internet, don't make it ah, weird. It's <laughs> normal. <laughs> um, so. Uh, apparently, um, also after they searched his Facebook, it showed that Mark, uh, 
Twitch uh, Twitchell had an obsession with Dexter to the point that he actually referred to himself as Dexter. So that's fun. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know what they mean by like when they searched his Facebook. Like, does that mean that he was posting a bunch of Dexter memes? And also, like, was he one of those people that like in his profile, in, in his name on Facebook, it was like Mark Dexter Twitch Twitchell? Like, you know how people oh, used to do that? I remember people did that. Like how I was like if so someone by that. Or someone was really obsessed with like Twilight, they would put like Cullen uh as their last name. Like they'd like hyphenate their last name and Morgan, put Cullen. Is this, is this your way of telling us that you did this? I didn't. I was never one to do that. Just I can checking. promise you that. Just just check. Listen, I I had twi I had a Twilight heyday. I'm not gonna lie about that. <laughs> however, however, I never changed my name on Facebook. Did I have an email that was titled Twilight Forever One Two Three at hotmail.com? Yes, I the did. truth comes out. <laughs> yes, I did. However, I didn't. Oh. I never changed my Facebook name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, <laughs> during his trial, so heated about that. <laughs> I need the I need the facts to be out there. Okay. Okay. I'm a dweeb, but I'm not that kind of dweeb. <laughs> You're talking like there's some like rampant gossip out there about you. They... Who knows? <laughs> oh, anyways, continue. Oh, sorry, I derailed your whole story. <laughs> so, um, during his trial, Mark Twitchell uh, confessed to killing Johnny Altinger, but claimed that he had done so in self-defense. He claimed that he had lured Altinger into the garage on the premise of telling him that it was all a big hoax and hoping that he would write about it on the internet and create a buzz for his short film. He said that Altinger did not see humor at all, and um, was actually shocked at the revelation that Jen wasn't a real woman, and according to Mark, he and Altinger then got into a physical fight before Mark grabbed a pipe and smashed it over him over the forehead, and, then, and said he then reached for a knife and stabbed Altinger to protect himself. Um, That's the worst story he could have come up with. Yeah. So the prosecution refuted this claim and contended that Twitchell had lured Altinger to the garage that night for one reason only, to kill him, in a way that would match the movie that he had made just weeks beforehand. Um, after a month of testimony and evidence, which included Johnny Altinger's DNA being found in Mark Twitchell's car and clothing and on his clothing, the jury deliberated for five hours. They found Mark Twitchell guilty of first-degree murder, which carries an automatic life sentence without parole for a minimum of 25 years. Um, when, oh, what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got really confused for a second because I forgot who played Dexter on TV. <laughs> I, um, um, for those of you who don't know, Alicia and I obviously do theater. And yes. in my head, the actor Michael C. Hall is a theater actor, and I forget that he's also the man who played Dexter. So I saw his name and got confused. Yeah, yeah no, I also go straight to theater for him. Yeah, um, point B, he played Family Opera, he played Hedwig. <laughs> Listen, he's a great actor. He's fantastic. Sorry yeah. um, if he ever listens to this. Sorry I shit on you and Dexter. Uh, but... Great theater resume, that guy. Yeah. 
Um, so when Michael C. Hall, the actor who portrayed Dexter, was informed of Mark Twitchell's obsession, he said it was a troubling thing to consider. And then he added that um, he he said, uh, quote, I don't think it is a primer on serial killing or it advocates the lifestyle. I would hope that people's appreciation was more appreciation. I'm assuming he means from the TV show was more than some sort of fetishization with the kill scenes. Um, oh my God. Uh, so you were the talking writer, about Michael C. Hall um, yes. spoke out about it. Yeah, and then the writer of Dexter also declared that reading Dexter will not make you a killer if you are not already capable of killing another human being in a cold, cruel, and deliberate way. No book ever written will make you capable of doing so. I love there how are you no had to say that. Like people uh-huh. were genuinely worried that that would happen. Yeah, uh, he said there are no magic words that will turn you into a psychopath. Which true. Yeah, um, that's, that's very true. That was like. When I was a, when I was at Catholic school as a wee as a wee child, um, they were trying to ban Harry Potter at one point because it was about witchcraft. <laughs> they also tried yeah. to ban. Uh, they also tried to ban the Golden Compass, which I was like, "Where are we?" I was like, "Are?" I was like, "I'm sorry. Is this? Mm-hmm. Is this another? T- is this a? Is this not Canada? Where are we?" Uh, Catholicism yeah. is weird, man. Very weird. Um. So. Another thing about, so on top of his first-degree murder charge for uh, Johnny Altinger, if we take it back to uh, Giles uh, Tetrell, he also, he testified during these trials, and there was also a case brought up for an attempted murder charge uh, for a mark against Giles for when he lured him in the same way that he did Johnny and attacked him with a stun baton. Um Although Giles escaped with his life, um, Crown prosecutors didn't immediately decide uh, if they would pursue the charge of attempted murder upon securing a conviction of first-degree murder, um, just because it wouldn't add to the life sentence that um, Mark Twitchell had already received. Um, However, on June 17th, 2011, an attempted murder charge against Mark Twitchell uh, had was stayed in the court of Queen's, the court of Queen's bench of Alberta, meaning that the Crown prosecutors could resurrect the charge within a one-year period. Um, But it was later dropped. Uh, Detectives were adamant that they had gathered a mountain of evidence, much of it revealed during the murder trial, um, while even Mark Twitchell himself admitted on the witness stand to committing the attack. Um, But... Um, the Crown had argued in court for both the attempted murder and first-degree murder charges to be heard simultaneously as they were part of the same transaction of his attempt to become a serial killer. Um, but under Canadian law, if you don't know, which I didn't, charges can only be heard together if they are linked in some way. Um, and the Queen's Bench Justice Terry Claxon was not convinced by the prosecution's argument that the attack on the first victim and the murder of Johnny Altinger were part of the same transaction. Which is, like, I'm pretty sure they were. They were literally lured in the same exact way to the same place by the same man. Yeah. I don't know. If that, I'm also going to add, like, judge to my list, to my resume. (laughs) There's an, (laughs) why not? Um, It seems like 
seems like there's yeah. a connection there. Yeah, no. Um, the So Clarkson said, the offenses are related and connected, but remain discreet. As a result, the attempted murder charge cannot stand on the same indictment as the charge of murder because they are different transactions. I hate the word transaction. Um, Especially in this case. It's not a transaction. Yeah, I feel like we um, shouldn't be calling this a transaction. Yeah, but point being, the reasoning mostly behind this is that because a conviction of first-degree murder was given on April in April of 2011, and it secured a maximum sentence, life in prison with no parole, um, for 25 years, there was no need to also add an attempted murder charge onto that because he'd already been given a worse um, conviction. So that's fine, I guess. <laughs> um, so extensive media coverage of the case created debate both inside and outside of the courtroom. Observers argued for and against the media's reporting on the more sensational details of the crime because it was such like a public thing that happened um, and was based on such popular instances. Um, prior to the criminal trier, trial, prosecutors and the defense sought vast publication bans and sealed orders over the police evidence preventing the media from reporting on the details of the case until the jur jury would hear it during the future trial. So the media fought that application, but the judge agreed to both a sealing order and a publication ban, stating in his ruling that there is a real risk that uh, publicity will undermine the accused uh, constitutional constitutionality. Um, con no, wait. The accused constitutionally protected right to a fair trial. There we go. You got <laughs> it. You got Constitutionality. You got there. You got there. You got there eventually. Yeah, you know. Oh my god, for a second, I don't know if you can hear my gasp. I thought it wasn't recording. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. It just wasn't showing on my computer screen. Please continue. <laughs> we don't need this. Um. So, uh, there. Uh, the jury pool was then pulled through a challenge for cause procedure to determine if a potential juror had been influenced by the media coverage prior to the publication bans. Um, but uh, the bans were lifted, a large media presence attended and reported on the trial, um, including American television programs, Dateline and 48 Hours. Uh, so following his first degree murder conviction, uh, Mark used the extensive media coverage of his case as grounds for an appeal. He argued that his notice of appeal that the media attention surrounding my case was so extensive, so blatant, and so overtly sensationalized that it is unreasonable to expect any unsequestered jury to have remained uninfluenced by it, regardless of judges' instructions in the charge. However, they abandoned that appeal in 2012. So, you know. <laughs> that is such a, again, that is such a straight white man in the arts response. Yeah. Not to make it just about that because he is a murderer and it is awful what he did. It's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Um so aside from that, um in May 2013 it was reported that Mark had purchased a television for his prison cell. Um and and he stated that he had caught up on every episode of Dexter that he had missed since he was arrested and convicted. Um, oh my god. 
yeah since then like, ew, um, ew, ah, oh my god yeah <laughs> since then uh apparently he's also on prison dating sites right now oh my god yeah for sure he's a real catch uh-huh mm-hmm. some people are into that shit do you know how many people date murderers in prison i don't get it i don't yeah. That's that's like a rabbit being like, you know who I really want to date? A wolf that's salivating. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gross. Um, yeah, so that's... I don't know how to end this know. properly. That's it. That's um, Mark. That's Mark, everybody. still in prison. Still, <laughs> like, 15 years out from being able to get parole. Maybe more. I think 16. Because he was convicted in 2011. So he's still got at least 15 years of no chance of parole and then they will appeal. But I doubt that they'll, I hope they won't accept it, but. Oh, what a story. What a story. Like this man who like wanted to be a filmmaker, is a huge fan of Star Wars. It's just so fucked. Like we've, like you. So gross. It's just wild for someone to actually have, like, that amount of, like, creative power to be able to, like, make something, like, pre-plan a murder, literally film a movie or, like, a short film or whatever about it, and then do that exact thing. It just speaks to his level of, like, narcissism to think that, like, he could do all of these things and Mm -hmm. and not get caught for it. Yeah. Because he was who he was. Like, he thought he was better than any, anybody else. Yeah, no, he... Yeah, I didn't even get into, like, his his personal life was not important at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, but I think, fair. He's that bizarre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I read somewhere that he did at some point have a wife, um, but they got divorced, and, like, she was so fed up with him that she fully like she immediately like took her maiden name back and like did not want anything to do with him she oh, had sis, lived that in makes sense. Right. yeah she was she was in Colorado and then she moved up to Alberta to be with him and then they moved to somewhere in America and then she broke up with him went back to Colorado and he went back to Edmonton so oh my god dodged a bullet I was gonna, well, she certainly dodged being murdered. Dodged at least a weird snuff film being made about her, you know? At least. Oh, well, good good for her. For Yeah. A woman's intuition out. is never wrong, let's be That's right. actually so true. Like, the second, ladies, the second you get a bad, like, not even a bad vibe, sorry, like a, like a weird vibe, like a semi- uncomfortable vibe just just get out just you're not crazy no one should be making you crazy your significant other should never make you feel like you're you're crazy because you're not and there's a reason that you feel that way and that your instincts are going off get Uh, out of there bitch run run (laughs) you know you don't even have to run book a plane ticket i mean not in covid but you know yeah that was a good that was a good back to basics episode Thank you. Um, I I just really felt like I needed to do something very grounding, basic after being um, nearly electrocuted by my laptop in a bath. I mean, I don't know if I'd consider that grounding, but that's nice that that's what soothes you. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, this has been the bizarre, as always. It's it's, oh, it's been pretty bizarre. Been. It's been pretty bizarre. As if life weren't bizarre enough right now. Yeah, as yeah. if you're not already getting your dose of weird, we are here to give you even more weird. Mm-hmm. The weirdness but, uh, never stops. Never. But uh, as you, uh, as we venture into the holiday season, um, please wear a mask. Oh, for the love Don't. of God, cover your face. Wear a mask. By wear a mask, I mean put it over your fucking nose and your mouth and your chin. Don't wear it on um, your forehead. No, no. No. Cover up those the holes on your face. Um. Don't go out if you don't need to. Yep. Please stay in. Maybe tell your family, hey, this year's not for Christmas celebration. <laughs> Maybe this we year's postpone for it. Drinking inside. Your this own year home. is a. This is this year's for me time. This year's for staying at home. Uh, let's not kill grandma. <laughs> with covid and maybe yeah. let's all stay home let's let's all invest in very nice uh cocktail shakers mm-hmm. watch some home alone and be home alone or 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 do what i do every year and uh put on your annual uh star wars marathon oh, um for me it's harry potter but yes mm, oh mine is because sci-fi always has the christmas day star wars marathon uh, so that is my that Good is channel. my go-to. Yep, that is my go-to yearly uh yearly watch the trilogy. But this year I'm thinking I might mix it up because I'm going to be alone. Maybe I'll do the prequels instead. Who knows? Oh, well, the prequels are just awful, but enjoy. <laughs> the disappointment in your voice. Is- oh. Uh, I the just prequels- I ha- we'll do I'm a whole sorry. episode about my relationship with the Star Wars prequels. It's not a healthy might- one. <laughs> I might, listen, they might not be your, the best in your books, but if I want to spend my Christmas alone drinking wine with Ewan McGregor, so be it. <laughs> what a sentence. And with that, I'm, I'm going to end the episode. That's, I can't come up with a better <laughs> sentence off than that. You've heard it. 